0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the AF Mentors podcast. Today I have Haley with me. People probably don't know this, but Haley now mentors on AF Mentors, which is very exciting. And yeah, we're going to talk mostly about client struggles from this week, or coaches. Well, we don't say clients really, do we? Coaches.
1: Coaches. <laughs> <laughs> How are you,
0: aren't you? Good. I'm good. Very good. How you are, are you? Week away at the in the lakes, haven't you?
1: Yes, it was lovely, very relaxing. I managed to fully switch off, which is the first time ever since um, having the business. I did check-ins on Monday and Tuesday, and then literally, like, the girls just looked after the gym for me. um. So, yeah, just, it was lovely. It was very relaxing. What do you think was different that allowed you to do that? Having a team, a proper team that I could fully trust. I mean, I've had a team for a while, but... I was always worried that something was go would go wrong one of them would get sick or you know something was going to happen but we've got there was there's three trainers nobody was overworked my hours were spread out nicely between everyone so nobody it there was it wasn't like all on anybody it was just it just felt really good about it and the clients were all the members are all happy and I just was able to to relax I actually enjoyed doing the bits of work that I did do because it kind of like kept me going, but I didn't worry about the gym at all. Whereas when I went to Mexico last year, I did wake up and check like the classes. I was checking that everyone was there. Whereas I just I just enjoyed myself this time. So it was lovely. And I think it must just be having the three coaches. It's just made me feel more at ease that none of them are under too much pressure. And um so yeah, it's very
0: good. Part of it's like a mindset thing as well of be it, like sometimes it's the realization that like if something goes wrong, it's going to go wrong anyway. Yeah. You can either worry about it your whole holiday and it still go wrong. Yeah. Or worry about something that's never going to happen anyway. Or you could actually switch off and enjoy yourself. And I know that, like, that realisation doesn't often, like, it isn't the only thing that would change how you feel. I think reminding yourself of that is quite useful. Like, when people do try and take time off, that it's not, the time off isn't beneficial if your head is still in work.
1: Definitely, and I think that's just come with experience of realizing that nothing terrible is going to happen, and whatever did happen, I wasn't going to drive home for it. They would have been able to resolve it. What is the worst that could happen? So yeah. I think that is just pure experience and just having the gym for a couple of years, taking a few few trips, and just realizing nothing has happened. So, and obviously, like tr- I trust everyone who's there, and just don't worry about everything falling apart anymore. So yeah it was really good good all right then um so
0: from calls this week what have been or give me the first struggle that you wrote down
1: okay so the how to of setting up an online group so online group coaching had this a couple of times I spoke to um someone who I spoke to at level up as well was talking about how to set up online and it's a similar sort of thing that um me me um coaches are struggling with as well it's like how to actually get going with the online group and I feel like it's people overcomplicating it like it's the techie side of things what does it actually look like how is it actually going to get run um so yeah that was that's that's one that's come up um and I think I try and try and just remind everyone it's less about it's less about what it looks like it's more about who it's for what they're going to achieve like that's they're the things that they're going to talk about when they are selling the program because once everyone's in the program it's it's fairly obviously we know it's fairly easy to actually find your feet with it once you're running it it it, yeah it's interesting because
0: I don't know if it was the same person at level up I was like oh if you told me we're starting a new online coaching program like I could have that set up in 30 minutes right because I know what I'm doing but I guess the point is there isn't that much to do. You just need to know what, and you can waste a hell of a lot of time like trying to figure all this stuff out as opposed to like the shortcut is basically work with us and we'll show you how to do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it doesn't have to be that confusing. And and sometimes it's procrastination, right? Like, oh yeah, I'll do that. But before I do that, I have to try every single possible app yeah. and then have to get my mum to test it out. And then I'll have to try this. And another thing I think comes up with group coaching is like thinking that you could foresee what's going to happen as in, right, week one, we'll talk about calories. Week two, we'll talk about steps. Week three, will, and it, it never works like that. And a lot of the time you make, like I, I've worked with so many coaches who are like, yeah, I made these massive, like this huge resource folder of things and recipes and like a course that people could work through. And they're like, nobody likes it. Yeah. think that's sort of like create things that people want as you go as opposed to thinking ahead and trying to think they'll need this this and this you can do that to an extent like they're going to need workouts right like the basic stuff but I think with the extras it's better to run it get feedback on it and then keep improving it based on what people want and need yeah to build something else
1: I definitely agree because do you remember when I spent all of that time creating all of those education videos and then I was like, oh, none of them have got any views. Whereas now it's just like something. If someone asks a question about something, then I will create create something based on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I definitely did that wanting everything to be laid out week by week. When really it doesn't work that way, you need to listen to the group. You need to understand what they need, and then you give them what they need. The basics are literally your workouts, the habits, if that's on your app, and you know, like setting up the nutrition targets and just like how you want it to look in terms of group check ins or one to one check ins. But I think the most important thing is really realizing who it's for and what they're going to achieve, because then those people will tell you what they need as you go through it. But I think you're right that people do procrastinate on, oh, I don't know how to use that app. So I'm just going to spend a few weeks testing it out. I'm going to see, and then I might try another one. Um, But one of the things that I do say to people is, and I know you say this, set yourself up as a client and um, go through the sign up process yourself because I find that's the hardest thing. And that's the, they're the most questions that I get is how do I connect my watch? How do I connect my fitness pal? How do I do this? Where's this? So if you don't know and you've never set yourself up as a client, you don't know those things so you need to do that um and then one thing that I would do is just either add one of your existing clients who you've worked with for a while who's going to give you honest genuine feedback um or add a friend or a family member and then that that's literally it but it it can be done as you know in a couple of hours
0: yeah and I think actually from our side like mentors often overcomplicate this as well like oh you need an onboarding flow and I'm like oh do you mean a sign up button and then an email to explain what's going to happen next like that's an onboarding flow you don't need like it doesn't need to be more complicated than that but I, I see it from coaches that are like oh now I need a funnel or an onboarding flow or this and when you're like okay well, well actually when we tangibly look at what that is like your funnel is just where people have come from before they apply to work with you like it doesn't need to be this big, scary thing. And sometimes when we put names on them, like onboarding flow, people are like, oh God, what's this? I don't even have one. You're like, you do have one already. It's probably really simple and it's probably all it needs to be. Yeah. I think the other thing that comes up a lot with group coaching is kind of creating what you want as a coach or to show it like, oh, I've got all this knowledge. So I want to share it all. And I totally understand that. But it's not what people want a lot Mm -hmm. of the time and I think it's good to kind of take what you want aside and be led more by what people actually want like if they've signed up for fat loss they might not want an education course shockingly and then you think of where you're spending your time you're like wow I'm spending 80% of my time creating these incredible resource like educational resources that nobody's watching where actually what they really cared about was the check-ins and if you could add a check-in, so they got one every week instead of every other week, you'd probably get way more from those clients versus spending that time doing your whatever education course.
1: Yeah, and I think it's important to not overthink it as well because everything can be changed and everything can be updated. So I've I've constantly changed mine and updated mine and I was literally saying to a client of mine earlier, a coach of mine earlier, um, you know, the first time that you launch it, it's... It, there's going to be things that you don't like and you do like and you'll keep some and you'll change some but you're not stuck at all it's it's your program and things will change and I think people try and be perfect with it don't they when it's never going to be perfect it's always going to need little adjustments and that's just business isn't it
0: and it can't be perfect like if you're trying to like if I think now what I would if I would have had all the time and resources in the world to come up with the perfect mid to six program before I started I couldn't possibly foresee what people would actually want and then when you think about how quickly things change online like different apps different software like I'm sure AI is going to come into things pretty quickly pretty soon and like you need to be on top of that stuff and I think you're particularly good at this actually not fall for like the sunk cost of oh well I set it all up so I should just do it or oh yeah, but you know, like I've got this member's site, so I'll just keep using it, even though actually this is better and cheaper and more effective, but you've put so much time and effort into one of them that actually it kind of holds you back. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to tell the story of your setting up <laughs> your program then just be like, it's not right, so I'm not going to do it?
1: Yeah, so I set up, a, um, I wrote the program, set up all of the trainer eyes, created the group, set up everything, all the automations for people to like get added to the group. And then I was literally about to open the doors and, and send you a voice note like, I'm just not going to do it. I don't want to do it. It doesn't feel right. I'm just going to keep things this way. This is what's working for the for the clients. I was basically just adding in another, a whole other, um, I'd spent hours like setting it up, but I was just adding in something extra that I didn't even feel like it needed. All of my members were happy as it was, as they were, it was working well for me it was working well for them and it was like probably at that stage where I was like she'll just do something different for the sake of doing something different and it was the right decision in the end because it works just fine the way it is.
0: Yeah but- who speaks I mean. about this I think um, it's probably Alex Hormozy but talks about like boredom and yeah. not getting bored so I noticed this last commit six intake I was like I think I'm just going to change something here I'm gonna make it really hard so it'll be like you know like the hard 75 thing I was like I'm gonna do something like that right like where you're like it's 42 days which is six weeks and you have to stick to these things and like don't never miss two days in a row and blah 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 blah. and I sort of put it to the group and I was like I think like that level of like discipline for six weeks and then something more balanced or something would just be so useful and I've kind of like I did this whole thing about it I'd written a load about it I was really excited about it and then some of them were like like it's kind of the opposite of like what commit to six is about and I was thinking yeah you're so right and I just had to like I had to just scrap it but it was something that like excited me but it wasn't right for the group and it wasn't right for my client base and it's actually not in line with really the message that like primarily I give out which is hey you can enjoy your life and lose fat But you need a bit of balance rather than commit to it for 42 days and like sacrifice other areas of your life for that so that and again like it's the same thing it's like taking your ego aside doing what's best for the group realizing when you're maybe just bored Mm -hmm. as opposed to anything actually needs to change like I think that comes up quite a lot especially when people are starting and they've maybe got five clients they're like oh I need to give more more and more more and actually, their clients are totally happy. They don't need to give more, and it's more just that they, yeah, they might be bored of only having five clients.
1: Yeah, I, and and I feel like I went through something a little bit like this not that long ago. I was like, oh, I just feel like something needs to change. Something I need to change. Something I need to, you know, update it, make it better. When everybody is happy. So, and I think Alex or does talk about that a lot. It's like just doing the boring work, and a lot of people get. Fed up with like doing the same thing over and over again and that's why things never really you know build to the to the way that they want them to because they keep diverting their attention to something else um I did fall for that sunk cost for a while though do you remember with that membership site that I had and yeah that, that took some that took some um persuade not even persuasion it was just like yeah but it's gonna be better And when I I changed everything to the app and got off the membership site, I was like, why did I do that for so long? Yeah. It's
0: hard when you've put a lot into it. Like my, um, yeah, my WordPress website, I'm like, this annoys me every single time I have to change anything. And like, it's not the worst because I can actually change it, but it's it's not good. And like, sometimes randomly nothing has changed and then I go on it and it looks like, like, completely wrong. And I'm like, how has that happened when nobody's logged in? Nothing has changed. And then it doesn't, like, the other thing that really annoys me is when things don't make sense. Mm-hmm. So I'll log back in and I'll just click something and it'll fix. But then I'm like, why? Why does that happen? And, you know, it's like a constant annoyance. But then there is the whole, like, oh, I'd have to move it over. And then I have spent a lot of money on WordPress and blah, 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 blah. And then you right. just.
1: Did I tell you about my WordPress issue a while ago? No. I was changing the copy on my website. And that's something that I will just go in and do because, like, it's just literally changing words. and, And every time I was doing it, it was just not working. Everything on the page was changing. And then I'd revert it back to the old copy and it was fine. And I was like, what is going on? It is blowing my mind. So then I sent it to the to the uh, people who who run like help me with the website. I think they had it for like two days. They couldn't figure out like they were like, "What's going on? What have you done?" Um, and then they figured out it had a peach emoji in the copy, <laughs> and it messed up with the whole of the of the page. Just an emoji like you can't use emojis, but you couldn't actually see um on the page that there was an emoji. It was just that, like, when I'd sent them the copy, I was like, I'm just trying to put this in. And I didn't even know, I, I don't know why the emoji was there. It's irrelevant, like, it's not needed. And they were like, oh, you can't put them, that, that's messed up, everything. And it did, everything was weird. So WordPress is, is very oh, confusing.
0: So temperamental. And
1: then I think, why is it so
0: hard when Wix is so easy? Or, like, you know, any other platform is like, oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. if anyone's thinking of doing a website, 100% would avoid yeah. WordPress definitely (laughs) okay so what was the next struggle or do you want one of mine
1: um so this one's a good one I think freeing up more time or or like organizing the schedule and actually sticking to it now organizing the schedule and sticking to it is something that I couldn't do before google calendar yeah
0: yeah so was that the change for you because you've always been quite like you have like your diaries and stuff
1: yeah so I've always been like a written written diary type of girl and like everything was planned out to the hour but I found that um because it was written say like if I was somewhere I didn't take it everywhere with me um and then I could just easily leave it upstairs while I'm downstairs and then next minute I've missed two things because like it's not there Whereas Google Calendar changed it because of the color coding. Now, for my brain, I didn't even know that I kind of had one of those brains, but it is amazing because I just know where I am, what I'm doing, and it's all color coded. Do um, well, so you have, like, gym, online, personal? So I have gym. So everything where I'm in the, physically in the gym is, like, gray. I have an online uh, color. I have a check-in color. I have a personal time colour, so my workouts, my walks, my food shop, I have, like, appointments. Um, Yeah, it's all – everything is just nicely colour-coordinated. And every Sunday, spend 10 minutes looking at that, organising that. Obviously, you can move stuff around. For example, like, my Monday check-in block, because I've got that meeting, I've just moved a little bit. Um, So – and I just found that because it's on my phone – it, it lights up say if I finished in the gym and I'm about to go somewhere and my phone is telling me where I need to be or what I need to do so I just find it much better and much tidier than scribbling something out and and redoing it and it just all getting messy so I think that made a big difference for me just and having access to it everywhere and I don't forget anything if it is in the calendar if it's not in the calendar it yeah. doesn't happen yeah. I'm
0: exactly the same and I love that you can move things I think one of the tips because we get obviously everyone on AFM to try and do this and some people are like oh it doesn't really work for me and normally the reason it's not working for you is either a you haven't actually put everything in it or b you just kind of allocate times but not tasks I think that's quite common as in like oh I'll do a work block here okay well what are you doing and then that also probably means where do you need to be, right? So okay. if you're like, oh, yeah, work on my business here. Well, what, are you doing a podcast? You need to be at home or can you be in a coffee shop? And what are you doing with that time and what task is going in there? So I think as well as like time to work on your business, which is so vague, there needs to be specific time slots for specific things. Otherwise, they end up not getting done. I think that's the most common when I look into it. I'm like, oh, that's why it's not quite, quite working for you. Uh-huh. It's because you've not put tasks
1: in there. Definitely. And I think being routine as well. So my my days are very, like right now, even though I haven't looked at my calendar for next week, I know what's going on. Like Mondays are check-in days. Tuesday are one-to-one check-in days. Wednesday is the day where I have those work blocks where I can do social media or um, maybe record a podcast. Um, so they're, they're, that's the afternoon where I have those those blocks. Thursdays, I have calls. And then I have a little block where I could do a podcast and then Fridays calls in the afternoon again can put more blocks in. So it's just like being routine as well with rather than like I just used to be very chaotic with the way that I did things. And yeah, have, recurring. So yeah, like, all yeah, recurring. So because my gym gym hours are all the same, they're recurring. And then if I'm covering for anyone that goes straight in. Um, and then, like, my check-in ones, they're all recurring. So my group coaching, their check-ins done at the same time. My one-to-one coaching, same time. My workouts as well, pretty much the same time, just based on me. Not the same time every day, but same time each week based on where I am. So and tagging things together that make sense. You know, if I'm in work at 5 p.m., then I'm going to do my workout at 4 p.m. Like, I'm not going to go there at 11 and then spend time backwards and forwards. I could try and tag things together. Um, so, yeah, it's if you use it well, I mean, at first, I think it t- takes a bit of practice because there's things as well that you forget about, you know. Putting personal time in, I think, made a big difference for me because I was, like, trying to put work in every time, every hour that I was awake, and then you start realising that's not actually realistic. Yeah. And I only ever do blocks of two hours two and a half hours I would never put like a three four hour block in I like put a, br- a little break in if'm I'm, if I'm gonna put do, do two separate things and your your trick of changing tasks as well um so, and coffee shop one's good because obviously if I'm in the gym and I've got something to do go into Costa and get and do it and work and you know you really do focus so I think it's definitely way of doing it just needs to be done well
0: yeah I think you get to know yourself quite well as well because initially when I started doing it I was like cool a four-hour work block and then as you said like that's actually not very conducive to actually getting anything done so then I started moving my calls so I was like okay so I can concentrate on calls for this amount of time but by the fourth one my concentration span isn't there so I should go change tasks walk to a coffee shop do a work block but know that I'm probably only going to get two hours of work done Mm -hmm. and then maybe it's something else so I think changing tasks helps. I also think um it's been one of the biggest like de-stressors for me. because so I think most people stress about forgetting to do something or they're like flustered and feel really stressed. And usually when you break it down, like, I've got so much to do. Okay, but if we just put it in a calendar, then you're like, okay, right. There's still maybe a lot to do, but now, you know, when it's getting done and it seems far less overwhelming. So that really helps. And then something I often get people to do is plan out their week. Like Haley was saying on a Sunday screenshot it and then change it to what actually happens. Right. Cause life happens, right. The dog gets unwell, you have to take him to the vet, which is a three hour driveway, whatever. So everything has to move and then you see what does happen. Right. Or you might've been like, yeah, I thought I could work for four hours, but I can't. So then you cut, like you put in a four hour work block, you cut that down and say, I went for a walk at this point. Then you see like, what you thought you could do versus what you actually ended up doing. Mm
1: -hmm. And you
0: can see where you probably want to sit somewhere in the middle.
1: Yeah. You get to know like how how productive you are and stuff as well. You know, like you you start to realize, you know what, on a Friday afternoon, I'm not going to be doing something really y because my brain doesn't want to do that on a Friday afternoon. You know, it's getting to know the hours, whereas I can get up at Saturday morning at six o'clock and do two hours of work. And I'd rather do it then than on a Friday afternoon. So I do you think it really helps you get to know yourself. Mm. Um, I think that's a really big thing is it's not just what
0: you're doing, but it's when you're doing it. Like if I want to write something that's good, I'll do it in the morning because by like 6pm, nothing happens. Like I never work after then because my brain is just dead. But some people are the complete opposite and there's no like right or wrong to that. I think getting up early is so glamorized. It's like, Oh, you get up at 5am. That's amazing. I'm like, yeah, but I never work after 6 pm. Yeah. Like some people are like working into the night and that's where they like to work. So it's just figuring out what works for you and then the timing of what works for you. Cause you're right, you might be able to do like a bit of boring admin in the evening, but you're not going to be doing your best writing or I'm not going to be doing my best writing. Yeah. So I wouldn't like, I wouldn't get up and just do admin because it's like a waste of my best brain energy. I'd put mm-hmm. it at a time where I'm like, oh, I'm probably going to be. Half asleep doing that anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> okay, right. Do you have one more? Um this is a good one because I feel like you probably get this a lot. I think we talk about this a lot in general. It's just consistency with posting. So um this person says they find it exhausting. I know I've been there. Um and it's also like managing where to post, you know, where their clients are, Facebook, Instagram. Um, so I feel like this this is a common one, probably one that I struggled with. And you've got really good advice on this is just stick to one platform, which is where your clients are. So I know mine are on Instagram. This in particular coach of mine is her clients are on Facebook. So she's focusing on Facebook. Um, and again, I think it goes back to the Alex or Mosey thing you just got to keep showing up and doing it even though you're bored of doing it and I think we said a few times at level up like just repeating yourself over and over and over again in a different way and just just you know accept that you might get bored of it a little bit but you've got to still keep showing up.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah I think with Instagram and Facebook you can quite easily repurpose the content. Yeah. As in like it's almost the same stuff that you can post sometimes like a carousel will look weird on Facebook so you'd maybe just pick one and have the text or something um but I do think exactly as Haley said like focus on where most of your clients are coming from way better than like diffusing your energy to five different platforms and none of your posts are actually suited to those platforms like you won't get away with just putting your Instagram content on LinkedIn and thinking you'll grow a LinkedIn following like you have to put the effort into the platform it's being posted on and the audience there and then what they want so what we normally suggest have like a short form platform and then a long form platform. So for most people, that's like Facebook or Instagram. And then long form is like podcast, could do a blog if you want, but it's generally that or maybe YouTube, but YouTube is like a job in itself. And you need to be very good at video editing to do well. I mean, maybe shorts are slightly different, but if you want to do long form YouTube content, you normally need to be pretty decent at the editing side as well. And then about keeping consistent, I think sometimes you put so much pressure on, you forget to just have a bit of fun with it as well. Like it doesn't, you are just posting on social media, like it doesn't all have to be mega serious. You're meant to show your personality, you're meant to have a bit of fun with it. Remember like why you started and the passion behind it. And I think reminding yourself that you just want to go on social media to see if you can help someone that day as opposed to oh my God, this is part of my marketing plan and I need to post this many times and it needs to have a call to action and what if it doesn't link to a podcast and what if no one likes it and you can get all up in your head with it as opposed to just being like, yeah, I'm going to go on every day, post something that I think will be useful to the clients that I work with, take the pressure off a bit and actually enjoy it. And I think it was, I can't remember who I first heard this from, but it was like my biggest productivity tip is to have fun. And I yeah. thought that's actually such a good way to think about it. Like it's so much easier to do work when it's enjoyable. Like it's so much easier to go to the gym when you like going to the gym, right? You don't need willpower to do it when it's fun. And I'm not saying work will always be fun, but like as an example, I normally go and do work block with um, my flatmate or like one of my mates. And it, it's like, you're kind of tagging on, what do they got like habit stacking? Like tagging on like, something fun, with something that might not be quite so fun or like creating something around it so if you love having an oat latte once a day cool you can do work while you're having that right so mm-hmm. so it's like a nice experience and with the social media I just take the pressure off a bit you'll probably realize and this is sometimes a little bit annoying when you're like I'm just going to take the pressure off I'm just going to say one thing about a discussion I had with a client today on on a reel and it's like that's the one that does the best not the one where you got you know like someone to film you and edited it five times and it's perfectly cut and all the lighting's right and all this stuff
1: yeah it is so frustrating because the ones that you make loads of effort on (laughs) the ones that go down like a lead balloon and then just the random ones where you look like a scruff and you're just talking to the camera like oh this really helped my client they do really well um, same goes with like carousels, really well polished. You know, you've added loads of images, you spent hours doing it. But then if you just do a tweet and scroll and, and like screenshot that or literally a blank page with black text, you know, and it's clear and quick, um, that goes down well. So I think overthinking it makes everything take longer. Just need to kind of, like you said, go with the flow um and try and enjoy it a little bit more yeah. and just take the pressure off. I, I always just try and think of it as like talking to me clients and, you know, speaking to one individual person and helping them with, with their problem. Um, I've just remembered about something that might be really useful because it's in relation to like your personality and how you show up on Instagram. And it was something that I read about um, three steps to like building a, a really good brand. Um, and, and, these three things that you need so there's your story so it's the way things have always been what you like didn't like about them and why you felt like things needed to be different and then like how you solve that so that's basically like your story of like you know the problem that you've foreseen and how you overcome it your values which is like acting as your compass and then your vibe so like your your vibe is like a key part of vibes very afm words isn't it um your vibe is like a key part of who you are, your personality. Like people want to see that as part of your brands. So it's how you speak, who you are as a person. So if you're not showing any of your personality, if you're being too intense and putting too much pressure on yourself to be too professional or, or polished, then it doesn't, That that's not your vibe. Um, you need to come across how you actually are with your clients. So try and see, like I try and see when I'm speaking on camera or sharing content, how I'm speaking to my clients.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's something to remind yourself before you do a reel or something like, okay, this is just a conversation with so-and-so, and And then you show up the way that you want to show up, or even thinking about, like, how do I want to show up as a coach? I want, like, some air of authority, but I also want to be approachable, funny, smiley, encouraging, right? Even just reminding yourself of that before you then do your podcast or do your live. And actually, as you were talking about, like, the ones that do well versus the ones that you put a lot of time into often, especially with things like carousel posts, it's because you're trying to give out too much information. Like, Mm -hmm. all right, I'm gonna teach people how to set their calories, but I'm also gonna give an explanation of energy balance at the same time and metabolic adaptation. And it's like, it's too much in one post. Mm -hmm. And that is a really good podcast, right? So you're kind of putting, like, it's amazing information, but it's on the wrong platform. And usually it's just reminding yourself, okay, people's attention span on Instagram is like a second if you're lucky to grab their attention, which means that a little tweet that grabs someone's attention is gonna do way better than here's a really long explanation of metabolic adaptation. Even though that's you know potentially really useful or great information and you might have written it beautifully, it's the wrong platform. So put your effort on that on something longer form and then do like a snippet of it and send them to the longer form.
1: Yeah, it was like that clicked with me because I used to do really long wordy carousels whenever I did one. It was like you know swiping through all this information. And then it clicked with me because I realized that everything I went scroll past, I didn't read these big long wordy ones. So I was like, why am I writing big long carousels? And I don't actually read any of them. Whereas if it's short and snappy, I'll read it and I'll save it or I'll send it or share it. So it's trying to pay attention to what you, what do you take in? How do, what content do you actually enjoy and save and share? um, And like, not just, it's not just like what content, like what information, but the style of it. You know, if if you don't read long, long stuff on Instagram, other people probably aren't as well.
0: That's a really good thing to do is if you are scrolling through Instagram, you're like, oh, I stopped on that. Yeah, why? it or share it or not switch it like save it or something. So you're like, okay, why am I stopping on this? Because other people probably will. Was it big bold lettering or was it actually really simple or was it like a reel but they shouted at the start or they said stop or whatever? Like use other people's ways of doing that and then like as Hayley's saying, like notice your own traits. Okay, mm-hmm. do I read long stuff on Instagram? Right. Okay, well then probably other people don't. Do I watch really long reels? Like no. So. Maybe I should keep mine to 20 seconds. Uh, yeah. Mm. All right, then. I think that was great. Um, hopefully that was useful. And we will come back and do these with just like general things that are coming up for people. Because I think that usually, I mean, I had a couple down here and they're basically mostly the same. <laughs> we can go through some of them next time. But it, it usually tends to be the same things that come up with people because we all struggle with the same thing. So hopefully we can break some of those down and that's useful to all that are listening
1: (laughs) thanks for your time thank you see you soon
0: if you are ready to be pushed outside your comfort zone and build your business head over to afmentors.com fill in the application form and I will shoot you an email book a call and let's see if you're a good fit for AFM